everybody, welcome back to Girl Gamers Podcast. And today we have an amazing guest. SM Creanza is a computer science and digital media art student located in the midst of New York City. Ever since Creanza was a little girl, she was driven to tell stories using her art and help the world with science. When she is not battling technology, she enjoys reading, running, and exploring the world. She has recently launched her new novel, Cricket and the Bird. So everybody... Get ready. We totally have Kranza here. Welcome in. Yay. Hello. I'm so <laughs> excited to, you know, be here and talk about all of the things. <laughs> yeah, it's super awesome. Welcome. <laughs> um, so our first question of the day is, what is your favorite game and what is it about? All right. So I think a lot of games are very awesome, but I tend to gravitate towards games with high concepts and innovative storytelling. So my top favorite games have to be the Portal series by Valve. So essentially it's like um, a game where you're trapped underground and there's like a crazy homicidal computer that's trying to kill you and you have to figure out your way out. And I think it's a really creative way of storytelling and very unique. <laughs> yeah, I played the Portal 1 a while ago and it was on, I think, Xbox. And it was a lot of fun. I was just jumping through portals. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what I was doing 24-7, but it was totally fun jumping around. <laughs> yeah, it's like mind-boggling. It could like make you nauseous sometimes, but it's just amazing, you know, at storytelling. It just inspired me to be um, more into storytelling and art. <laughs> Ooh, so so was that your favorite part of the game? Um, yeah, it has to be because um, there there just isn't anything like it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so what made you get into games? Um, so. I was born in upstate New York, so I lived in this small town in Wappingers Falls, and with that, I was in, like, a really close community, but there wasn't really any females my age, so the only friends that I could play with in my neighborhood were boys, so they... They were the ones that, like, introduced me to gaming. They had Game Boys. They had the Nintendo Wii. And I would always, like, go over to their house and we would play uh, Super Mario and Mario Kart. And it was just, like, really cool. And I think that was, like, my main introduction. And then later on, um, my dad actually had a Super NES in the attic. And then he pulled it down for me and... Yeah, Super NES games was like the gateway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I yeah, I re- I remember also being introduced by like a bunch of friends in my family. It's just it was never like the girls that t- showed me like a bunch of other games, which was mainly guys. And I, mm-hmm. it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you were into like Super Mario and stuff. Yeah, it's just because uh, I had like that was like my only access to it like we didn't own computers we weren't a high-tech family um, so having this uh, kind of primitive uh, console system um, was kind of like my only option and go into my friend's house so yeah Ooh. all right so my question then is how did games influence your life okay so <laughs> This is, like, a really, like, awesome question. Um, Games 
influenced me because they were a very unique uh, method of storytelling. Um, I, when I was younger and, you know, nowadays I'm a very visual person. So it's really ironic because when I was younger, I didn't like read in chapter books. I like things that were very visual. So if a book had a lot of pictures, I would, um, you know, participate in the novel, but it didn't. <laughs> so video games are all pictures and they're interactive. They're not like a movie where, or, or a TV show. So I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I would just play them all the time. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so then you, lo- you completely love visual stuff and you love stories. Is that mm-hmm. how you kind of also got into like novel making? Yes. And my this kind of reminds me like when I was younger my guilty pleasure was a uh, Mortal Kombat 2 so <laughs> I, that kind of like it was a very violent game and like my friends would like come come over and they would just be like well, you know let's play Mortal Kombat 2 <laughs> and my parents did not approve but uh yeah that kind of made me very interested in action and you know very intense things as opposed to like romance or you know other kind of more mundane uh subjects yeah see that's the that's also the thing with parents it's like they don't like you playing games because they're like violent they're not helpful and they're not useful but here they are look at you games (laughs) have influenced you (laughs) yeah and games do really influence on a lot of people's lives and they kind of like shape a person um Mm -hmm. how do you think games have shaped you as a person they shaped me a lot so um when as I got older my parents you know like realized that like technology was like pretty important so they got computers and they gave me a laptop and with that came the internet in early 2000s YouTube Um, (laughs) so that YouTube is a a very uh, you know games oriented place I think it was like the twitch before twitch even happened Mm -hmm. so um, I was via YouTube I was able to see all different types of games in different kind of aspects of games so I realized that there were artists in game and I realized that there were storytellers in storytellers in game and and I realized that there were computer programmers in game in so that really inspired me to create projects that would help me um, fulfill uh, fulfill projects that were similar to gaming or were inspired by gaming so mm-hmm. are you like interested in going into a career in the game development industry currently yes um i like you introduced me as like a computer science student and in computer science you could do like many different things but oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just like do literally anything um but i currently want to do gaming because i think it's a it's the best of like all best of all the worlds that like um you got the art you got the science you got the writing and all comes together in like gaming so i would love love to have a career in that okay so when did you learn like the different types of careers in the gaming industry you said you found out through youtube was there anything else that like kind of shed light into there um yeah like the introduction of the internet and just being curious and talking to people um the more you're interested in a particular subject, um, the more you're going to research it. So I think it just kind of happened by chance. I was just researching and I realized that, hey, this is a viable option, that there's just a lot to do here. <clears throat> Definitely. Before I used to tap, like, I used to think, like, 
all video games are like created by one person you know everybody mm-hmm. does it and and then i realized like no like everybody plays a part you know there's like art and stuff so mm-hmm. what kind of like what spanish tea would you want to get into um you know i am open for any position um i would be more than happy to just work as a team member in something <laughs> really productive as long as the project is uh profound and has great meaning i would just love to be in the project whatever position you know i could you know be <laughs> definitely yeah <laughs> sorry i think like my whole point is like being a team player so um don't restrict yourself to like a certain position i think it's just you have to do whatever it is to you know get experience so i would i would just love to you know do any position well specialty would you want to do i'm assuming you like really art right so you would (laughs) want to get something in the art um field unless you want to do like like story writing (laughs) (laughs) yeah because um so here's my 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 thing like you just released a new novel and Mm -hmm. that's exciting how do you feel about that um I'm relieved. (laughs) It's a huge relief because um, when you are meticulously trying to, like, perfect a project, um, you have to work with it for many years. Um, So the idea for this story came, like, five years ago. I decided decided to write it two years ago. And now that I'm, like, at the end, it's, like, almost up for... um, pre-order i'm just like i'm so relieved that like it's it's done oh my god it looks really amazing i saw like the cover on instagram and i'm just like i want to grab that book because that book looks so amazing um what so what inspired you um inspirations for this book um came from a lot of action games so (laughs) this book um is very action-oriented um it also came from many different visual artists um that i like and i just kind of wanted to write the story that i always wanted to read as a child um i wanted to focus a story about a female lead that doesn't need a love interest that she's able to just go out into the world Mm -hmm. and you know figure out stuff for herself so i kind of wanted to just make a unique uh, visual experience with the book too so it it looks pretty because uh, if people don't like to read the pictures <laughs> may motivate them to read the story <laughs> definitely getting into a little early i had planned to say this a little bit later but getting a sneak peek for the first chapter on your website like mm-hmm. i saw these two awesome characters that i was reading upon and i i thought they were so interesting and amazing um i'm going to read out the paragraph since the beginning of time existed spirits of good and evil one we named Ka and the other Nang. The Kare beings who helped the pure of heart and bring safety to the living, while the Nang bring death to the world. Both live in the forest, always willing to create peace or cause mayhem. So what was your inspiration of creating these characters and what impact do they have throughout the book? Okay, so storytelling is a kind of complex uh you have to use different literary devices to um you know make a good story so uh within my book there are several different antagonists and they serve different purposes so the call and the name are kind of the main antagonists that everybody face they're kind of like the good and evil of the world and they are part of a world building they're part of the world building of cricket and the bird. So they're pretty important. They have some really cool roles and you'll see what they are. 
if you read the book. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, so that's that's interesting. Yeah, because I definitely love that. So when we're also talking about like you wrote this book is as something that you always wanted to read as a younger person. Um, is that like also something that you want to like take into the game development world because that's something I completely heard somewhere and it's like you create the game that you've always wanted to play. You know, that would be pretty cool if like I had the opportunity to just like drive a game team to just make something that would be, you know, really awesome. And um this kind of reminds me. Um so I like if I really like a video game, I research the people behind it. So, um I actually was listening to a presentation by Eric Wolpaw. He's the writer of Left 4 Dead, Ooh. Portal, Half-Life, and all that <laughs> stuff. And he he's he's a writer, so he's not really like a programmer. He's not really um, specialized in an art or whatever. But um, it kind of he told said something along the lines of create projects that will help you uh in your profession in the future so he said that he would do he would make like little video games in college and he would actually <laughs> learn how to program so this helped him you know become a prolific writer in the gaming industry so making these characters um you know help will help me in the future and uh like the whole process of creating a book actually has helped me become more social because um I can't say that uh, this book um, is good because of just me. I've actually worked with at least 20 other people to help make this book successful and actually, you know, exist. So, That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah um, it's, 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 a, it's a huge team effort. So I, designers have helped me, editors have helped me, and just like a whole bunch of people so if you if anybody wants to you know create something in the future um you have to start working on projects that can help you that help you acquire skills that can be used in whatever profession you want so maybe this book will you know help me and i think i think it you know did so i encourage anybody who has an idea to just do it because it's always helpful in the future Definitely. And especially if you have an idea, you're probably not the only one with the same idea. Mm -hmm. And there's probably somebody I was thinking out there that they want to do it, but they don't have the initiative. I think it's very important to have like the execution part done in inside of you to be able to complete something that you want you want mm -hmm. to be done. And this book is just super awesome that I thought and I was like, it really showcases that you like art and you like, you know, story writing. And I'm actually really excited for this book. <laughs> <laughs> so in the career development for uh joining the game development industry would you want to also join somewhere like along story writing because i feel like like you said like although he wasn't a programmer for um i believe eric uh he was still a vital part of like creating not for dead like i feel like a storyline is definitely something important and needed in every game mm -hmm. how it's executed to get there is definitely very important in every game and i think that helps a game also be really successful mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> um so when did you realize that you wanted to be like in the career in the gaming industry this this is a very cool question so um 
I think, like, in middle school, um, I was, you know, very, like, into technology, so I kind of wanted to explore this uh, kind of newish uh, career option. Um, before that, I was very into the medical field, but um, I kind of don't like the politics of the medical field in the U.S. <laughs> right now, so I kind of don't want to participate in that. So I feel like uh, having a career that is technology-based can help people just as well as a doctor like um there's a lot of video games out there that you know help people with uh learning disabilities or uh, mental disorders and things like that so you could still benefit people um without like the politics of like a certain career path and i thought that was like a really beautiful thing so i decided to uh, pursue uh technology and you know, gaming was, uh, you know, a way to satisfy this interest of helping people. That's that's awesome you said that because games do help people as well. There's certain games that help raise awareness in certain, like, certain areas. So, yeah, I think that's awesome because you're never limited to one specific career option in life, mm -hmm. I think, in general. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's always interesting to see how somebody's journey from wanting to be in the medical field or wanting to be, like, I don't know, a politician or a lawyer, jump into, like, gaming. <laughs> and it's still something that, you know, they, it still shares the same mission. And you can still use the, do, use the same drive that you wanted to do in the other profession, just in a different way. Mm -hmm. Like, um, for, mm -hmm. for, sorry, uh, for example, there's uh, a lot of developers now, they're looking to make simu uh, VR simulations of surgeries to help mm -hmm. uh, med students. So... That goes along with gaming and all that. So you could always participate in a particular uh, field, even if you're not directly in that field, you know? So um, I kind of like this approach better of, like, developing tools to help other people. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's your definition of a game. <laughs> well, yeah, well, games could be anything yeah. um, that's interactive. And, and that's what I love about it. <laughs> So you're going to school for computer science and mm -hmm. digital media arts, right? So yes. how did you decide on them? Okay, so I always wanted an art degree, but I wasn't allowed to go to art school. Mm -hmm. So I'm just studying kind of art on the side. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm doing computer science as like a full major. Um, so that that's kind of how that happened. Um How do you so, like computer science right now? <laughs> um, it's kind of like I was when I was a freshman in college, I was studying computer engineering. And let me tell you, that is a world's different than computer science. And <laughs> um, actually, I registered uh, by accident into computer engineering. And I didn't realize there was a difference between uh, CS and CE. So I <laughs> Uh, I was having a lot of trouble um, first year of college, but then I switched to CS, so it's a lot better. But I've noticed that there are some professors that are slightly discriminatory, but it's mainly my dean that's like, do you realize that computer science is like a difficult field? You should, you should maybe consider switch, and I'm just like, no, stop. Um, so there, there is like a little you know, 
discrimination still in my college, which is like kind of weird. Um, but you can get through it. There's a lot of resources, and you know, I plan to complete this, and hopefully. I'm not jinxing myself right now. <laughs> no, no, I, I have faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, since there are rarely any schools for game development a degree. Yeah. And so kind of like figuring out how to get into the game development industry is kind of troubling sometimes because there's not a lot, mm-hmm. there's resources, but there's not enough resources to how you can start to get there. Yeah. And so... I you read and read and read is like is it worth getting a computer science degree or where it's like well if you get like a game design degree like you're you're not gonna look well against other jobs that aren't in the game industry you know and it going with that kind of mentality is kind of scary because it's like you want computer science but like it's not specialized in anything it's a broad mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah so how yeah, computer science is like anything <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you learn everything but you don't know how to implement it on a, on a certain thing that you want um like i didn't know this how to it's really weird like yeah I'm, like when i view it i kind of consider it as a trade it's like art like technically you don't need to go to school for it but you <laughs> should like you really should get that degree i'm not telling people to not do computer science because you should get a degree um but technically, if you show that you're very skilled at what you do, you could literally get a job anywhere. So even if you didn't go to school for a particular um, CS thing, you could still get a job as a programmer if you're, like, super smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think but, building your portfolio is a number one thing that everybody says. Yeah. So if you do like interesting projects like share it on github or if you're an artist you know develop a portfolio site like have a place that is always updated to really demonstrate your skills and i think that's like the most important thing that you can do and if you're able to pursue a degree in your particular field like please do it (laughs) because that'll help a lot yeah it gives you a foundation i feel like computer science is just like a foundation kind of thing it's like your safety net yeah um like if like you don't want to get into the gaming industry anymore you can kind of fall back and go into software engineer or something similar related you can even go to economics like a lot of kids from my school who are computer scientists actually get hired as like economists at like buildings like at um big companies and things like that definitely (laughs) (laughs) like my one of my college friends said that um Uh, He's, like, an econ student. He was just, like, um, you know, they're hiring computer scientists for our jobs. (laughs) And they don't hire us because they think the computer scientists are smarter than us. That's what he said. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, like, it's it's a really weird world out there. Um, But you have to to make sure um, that you demonstrate ways that you're different and that you can work as a team. I agree. So... How would you have you been um, thinking how to get into like the gaming industry? What are some steps that you would kind of take? So um, I applied to one internship already, um, <laughs> but they didn't accept me because I am so sure that they realized that I didn't play their game that much. Um, because, uh. Uh, um, like I said, I don't have a lot of access to games because um, I don't I don't have the time to purchase a console and actually play them. So, um, I applied to 
a studio and they were just like, you don't have the skills that we kind of want, but, uh, yeah, but the most important thing, like, realizing, the most important thing to really think about before you apply to these studios is, like, actually, like, play their games because they want people that are familiar with what they do, so that's, like, number one. Um, number two is having a strong portfolio that, uh, represents your ability to participate uh, as a certain member of the team. So if you're a computer science person, show that you're able to program stuff. If you're an artist, show that you're able to, like, render things and uh, do concept art and whatnot. So you have to, like, really look at the styles that they're looking for, um, is what I noticed, and, you know, participate in the their community. Um, so I think that's where... I went wrong, and that's what I've noticed, <laughs> and hopefully I could, you know, get better next time around, so I think that's, like, really important. Yeah, the scary part is applying and finding where. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it, I feel like in New York, there's, like, not enough studios to kind of... Yeah, they're mostly on the West Coast. Um, yeah. Like, New York, they have more corporate jobs, so if you want to work for a bank or a startup then New York's the place for you. If you want to work in, like, programming, uh, studios, animation, games, you're going to have to move if you're on this side of the country. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Or you can start your own studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. If, if you want to, like, go against the grain, you know, start a studio. I'll sign up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone that you currently look up to? So for going into the gaming industry, is there someone like you aspire or like motivates you? Okay, there's a, there's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people. Um, so there's a lot of artists that inspire me. Um, uh, there's this artist. Um, she worked at Valve for a while, and now she works for Weta Workshop. Um, her name is like Laura Dubek, I think, and she her work is beautiful. Um, she was like kind of like a fine artist but then she learned how to do um uh 3d design and concept art so like her journey as an artist like really inspires me um eric Woolpaw as a writer really inspires me too um then there's like the nintendo people <laughs> that i just like love because they made surrealistic uh they made literal surrealism with uh, mario and then there's just like regular artists who are not even in the gaming industry that like inspire me so much like tony deterlizzi he's a great artist um wow i have a list of artists in my head and now i forgot them <laughs> <laughs> it's okay <laughs> but yeah it's just a long long list so any person that has like contributed contributed to society or like is just really good at what they do it just inspires me so <laughs> even you natalia because oh you, start you started a podcast and like i always wanted to like start a podcast so you know maybe i'll do my own now <laughs> yeah definitely i always tell people it's like go for it like you you don't mm -hmm. see anybody do something that you want to do do it Like, don't let yeah. nothing stop you. You need help in something, reach out to people. There's definitely bound to be someone who's willing to help you. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like anybody could inspire me. Even, like, a piece of watermelon. I don't know. <laughs> That was so random, but uh, just, like, anything, honestly. Oh, wait. <laughs> Uh, 2019, my piece of inspiration was watermelon. <laughs> yes. You could quote me on that. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> 
Oh my god. So what are some goals that you kind of aspire for in the future? Goals. Okay. Um <laughs> Okay, this is a loaded question. Um <laughs> My goal would be to, you know, with whatever I do, I want my work to be meaningful and to impact people. So no matter what I end up doing in the future, I want it to be impactful in a beneficial way. So I think that's like the main goal. Um then I then like I low key like a narcissistic part of me would like wants to be like famous. Um, so if that <laughs> happens, that's cool. But like, if I could help people in my work, that would be awesome. And you know, to be collaborating with really smart people, to make friends with like really smart people and all that, I think that's a really cool, um, you know, goal to have. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, everybody's a little narcissistic. Everybody wants to be a little, you know, famous out there. <laughs> definitely you kind of need that to kind of strive a bit yeah but yeah so are you a pc person or a console person pc pc all the way no i'm just kidding. if it's a if that's the pretentious answer i'm sorry but i like pc games no it's okay i'm a pc pc master race no i'm just kidding because the thing is i've been so trained in the super nes like uh control layout that to play other consoles just bothers me so like i can't play any like i can't use like any like modern controller because i've just been playing super nes for like 10 years of my life so um to so i i am fluent in computers so it's kind of easier to play computer games that's true (laughs) yeah everything i do kind of like revolves a computer so just slap in games in there too (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so back to your novel kind of thing is are you said you've worked with 20 artists or more well not 20 artists but like like at least 20 people has like helped me Mm -hmm. so there's like a lot of people so the main people that have helped me were um uh there so i could like list the people so my cover artist um mm-hmm. uh is a uh, jasmine she or Howman she um she is a college student in uh, sva uh she's like really cool and she helps uh design a cover that you know tells a great story and you know interests a lot of people and uh i hired a cover artist because uh Low key, I'm very self conscious. Well, high key, I'm very self <laughs> about my art. So to have it as a cover would uh, bother me a lot. So she she was able to like pull together, and uh, her friend Yafei Wang or Yafei Wang. Oh, I, I forgot like what this uh, other person's <laughs> name was. It's okay. <laughs> it's a lot of last names I'm not good with. Um, they designed uh, the logo for the book. So they kind of worked together to produce this like really cool cover. And then uh, I worked with uh, two editors. Uh, the main editor, her name was uh, Emily Hodginson. She was, she's like really sweet and she like helped me, you know, fix my book. Um, <laughs> because let me tell you, writers, like authors don't know how to write. Like we will make mistakes and, you know, self-editing is like really hard and there will always Definitely. be mistakes. So <laughs> editors make you look good. So that was that. <laughs> and then I have a proofreader and then there was another designer. Her name is Colleen Sheehan and she, you know, took all my art inside the book and made it look presentable and beautiful inside. So those were like the main people that worked with me. And then there's a uh, Jason Wong who 
took my headshots. And then there's, like, many other people that, like, supported me through the internet, helped me with funding and all that. So it's it was a huge team effort. And I'm really grateful to have worked with everyone as, like, a team to, you know, bring this book together. Definitely. Like, I see it. And it's just beautiful. Like, again, I was reading the first chapter and I was, like, already hooked. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little bit hard for me to get into books considering... um. I don't like reading much mm-hmm. <laughs> unless they're fantasy books. I feel like those are my, those are absolutely my favorite fantasy mm-hmm. romantic books, mm-hmm. even though I'm a horror fan junkie, but <laughs> <laughs> horror, yes, <laughs> we all have our love in genres mm-hmm. granted, but we all love to expand and kind of see. So like, it was there a specific game that inspired you to write your novel? I think just, like, my experience with games in general has, like, inspired that novel um, and, like, other books, too. So I think it was just, like, an amalgamation of inspiration that kind of helped me pursue writing a novel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so speaking about your art, is there something, (laughs) is there, like games inspire any games that inspire your art or like any person that has inspired your like been inspired by your art and or how did they shape you in your art form okay so when i was younger i would look up uh, fan art and concept art and i would follow all these artists on deviant art when deviant art was good <laughs> <laughs> um and i would see i would be very impressed with like the realism and styles that would go into like character design and like video game design and all that stuff so i would actually take inspiration from them that's why my art generally throws people off because they don't know how to categorize it because it's like a mix of a children's book illustration and like hardcore um uh video game (laughs) evil looking characters like so it's like this just weird mix and like people don't know how to categorize it so I think that's kind of what influenced me visually. Um, so I yeah, awesome. I just, <laughs> it's very, very strange. Um, I don't even know how to categorize my art, but um, it's very like comic-y, like semi-realistic stuff. <laughs> Honestly, that's awesome. Like your art is uncategorized. I think you should own it. Like holy, that's that's um, that's amazing. It's like completely original. Like, hopefully I can learn to, like, fit things in a particular genre. (laughs) But uh, right now I have my own thing going on, and hopefully I will grow as an artist, so. Definitely. I do feel like you will, so don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always, like, look up to artists because I think it's just such a huge and amazing talent, and I'm just like, I wish I had that talent, but, like, Man, well, I... you can you can do it. It'll take like I'm not gonna say it's easy because <laughs> like and like I could I could like I have a theory on like art like Ooh, I for, for sure people are mental like more mentally inclined. So there are like people that have like an innate talent because of the way that their brain is structured. But um, but to really like harness that talent, you have to like work on it. Mm-hmm. So um no matter who you are you're gonna have to practice so if you practice you'll be really great someday (laughs) (laughs) all right stick figures to hopefully something one day (laughs) yes you got this (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, that's great. So what's your favorite genre of games? Okay, so my favorite genre of games, um, they kind of range from a uh, action, fighting, first person, <laughs> racing games, like all of those games I really enjoy. So if 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 a game is like in that kind of genre, I would really like it a lot. That's awesome. What's what game are you into right now? <laughs> um. So yesterday I purchased Stanley Parable, and that uh, video game is like mind boggling. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's like the it's it's like really worth like the fifteen dollars on Steam right now. <laughs> um, but it's like it's a mod, but I don't know. It's like edge existential and like makes you like really think about life (laughs) um like i can't really describe this game oh well i think you just have to like look it up it's called the stanley parable and it's just like oh my gosh (laughs) will do (laughs) i honestly love games that are aesthetically beautiful like there's just like oh it's like a like a little like trophy (laughs) Yes, I think those games are, like, some of the best. Like, um, when I was in high school, I worked for the Hudson River Museum, and it was uh, one of the first museums to actually have a video game exhibit. Um, Yeah, like, had, like, a record for that or something. And uh, there was, like, this whole section dedicated to um, artistic achievements in art, so, in uh, video games. So, there was this game called Flower, which is, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's, um... You kind of play, you literally play a gust of wind and you like fly around and that's the whole game. <laughs> um, but it's just so aesthetically pleasing. It it actually like changed the world. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, made by this Japanese game designer. I forgot who he was called. But uh, yeah, games with artistic uh, innovation is, or is uh, generally like very cool and, you know. Definitely. So what are some steps that you would want to take into like learning more about the gaming industry, like the game development industry? Um, I would definitely I like I'm definitely looking for internships. I think that's a very important thing to do. Um, I want to improve my art. Um, I think that's like always like a number one thing for me is like I want to improve. Um, and I want to do well in college I think that's a very I think that's critical in what I I aim to do so what made you choose computer science um well I think it was like the better option for me because uh, I was introduced to it a lot more uh through girls who code (gasps) and (laughs) girls who code yes Yes, alumni um (laughs) And it made me feel better choosing computer science because, like I said, I was considering the medical field and I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so computer science was a viable option for me and I am here. <laughs> yeah, because okay, I know some people like sometimes rather go into like a game, like design. Yeah. Kind of, like degree. Yeah. Um, I think, like, game de- game design degrees are, like, really cool and stuff, but they're highly specialized, and since um, I'm a person that, like, may switch interests, like, 
out of nowhere, computer science is just general enough that I could, you know, kind of do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a person like me that's, like, kind of undecisive, um, you should maybe follow something that's really general. Yeah. <laughs> safety net. <laughs> safety net, yeah. So, you know, right now it's, like, going, like, really well. Um, but, yeah. That's awesome. What's one thing you, like, would love to see change or something new in the gaming industry? Okay, so (laughs) I think, like, a lot of people say, like, the gaming industry is sexist and all that stuff, and I can agree because of society. And I I have a story from when I was little that, like, kind of resonates with me because uh, I think it's, like, kind of funny, but, like, it gives a lot of insight into, like, the state what the state of gaming like was and still kind of is so when i was little i wanted to i was like in the car with my friend and his nanny and i wanted to play my friend's uh game boy and uh i was like telling him like hey can i have a turn because he was like hogging it for like the whole time and then his nanny like turns around and says can you read what's what it says on the Game Boy, and then I and then they said, okay, it says Game Boy, and then she says, yes, it doesn't say Game Girl. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. So, that happened to me when I was six. I kind of accepted that, and now when I look back, I realized, hey, that's not right. So, I think society kind of per- perpetuates this uh, whole idea that, like, things are more considered more masculine and it's kind of not like it like things are just considered more masculine and sometimes like girls kind of feel like weird playing them um but what's really interesting is that uh, there's also this like chart that i saw a few days ago mm-hmm. it shows like what uh games females are like interested in mostly and um because of like this whole stereotype that like oh girls shouldn't be playing like because of the way like consoles were advertised like like the game boy and the early best things and all that stuff girls are actually more interested in genres that are called match three do you know what like a match three genre is Mm, not really yeah, isn't that, like, crazy? And then there's, like, a... I'll, I'll tell you what it is later. And then uh, I have to, like... I actually have the graph with me right now. And then there's, like, a family farm sim. Uh, so that's uh, another one. And then casual puzzle. So those are the top three that, like, women play. And I think this is perpetuated because of uh, like the way consoles were marketed. And, like, a match three is literally, like, Candy Crush. And then oh, family... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, the top demographic that women play. And these... And, like, the top demographics that women play are things that I'm very not interested in because I, I just used to hang out with boys a lot. Yeah. So... Um, I, those are, like, the opposite of, like, what I like. And I think it's perpetuated because the way things are marketed. Because video games, like, when they were first developed, it was always thought as safer to advertise it to, like, to guys. And I don't think it was, like, a nefarious, like, oh, let's exclude girls. I think it just was, like, a safety thing to do, and now it kind of perpetuates into what it is now. And I think things should just be, like, more neutrally advertised, and companies should be more welcome into uh, female uh, employees. 
Definitely. It ties into what another person said where it's like it feels like a boy club kind of thing <laughs> that you're not invited to. And I do and I do actually think like it's the way that things were marketed before that it carries on to to, to today's. Like mm-hmm. things are I just feel like things are more targeted towards guys than it is towards another, a girl. And Candy Crush is like I feel like it's targeted towards girl like all these cute colors coming around and I'm just like, "Oh, okay." Well, <laughs> again, it's like that stigma where it's like girl is for like a girl should should wear pink like when she's born and like yeah, a boy like, should wear blue. Girls are like gonna are like, you know, more okay with playing mundane games because like I I don't care what anybody thinks. Candy Crush is a mundane game and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've never played Candy Crush. (laughs) But then, like, also my theory about this is, is, like, because Candy Crush and, like, Farmville and The Sims, it relates highly with social media. And most women use social media. It's actually a female-dominated platform. Um, Besides, like, YouTube and Twitch. Um, Like, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, they're all female-dominated. So all these... Women are being introduced to these, like, simple games because only simple games are able to run on uh, these platforms. Yeah. So I think it has a lot to do with marketing, mostly. Yeah. And I think with time and a lot of, like, changes, the way things are marketed, I feel like it'll be a lot more welcoming towards girls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, like, the goal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's to get more girls, like, out there and, like, accepted, Mm -hmm. mainly. And that's also one of the reasons why I started this podcast. Because, like, I want to showcase, like, other girls that are interested and are doing amazing things in this industry. Mm -hmm. Like, your novel, it's, like, amazing. (laughs) Like, that's (laughs) adding to your portfolio to wanting to be in the gaming industry. You're not doing a game. You did actually something that is going to build your skills for a game. Yes. And yes. I think that's, that's the amazing. the most important thing that anybody could do. And like, if you want to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. um, go to go to meetings where you interact with people. Do start clubs at your school that helps you interact with people and you know yeah. helps defend people and all that. Yeah, it's like joining the debate team. Mm-hmm. So you're not specifically doing like a law case, but you're debating your idea and kind mm-hmm. of building that skill. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing you could do. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tips that you would give to some some girl that really wants to maybe join the industry or is thinking about okay. it? Well, I obviously haven't worked for a studio, so I'm not going to say that like I know everything. But mm-hmm. I will say that if you want to... Compl- I'll speak for what I know. So mm-hmm. I've worked on a book and I've worked on extensive projects with people. If you want to be good at something, you have to have an open mind. You have to want to work as a team because... Yes, with practice, you're going to be good, but you have to interact and make connections with people to help you become better. Because in life, I've noticed that if I have an open mind and work with people and, you know, just make projects that make me happy, it will be better for me in the future because um, I'm working with other people that can help me if I get stuck. So I think the most important thing is to have an open mind and make connections and practice what you love. That's great. And honestly, I do, like, support that. That's honestly what you have to do. If you like art and you want to be a concept artist, do art. Do a concept mm-hmm. art. Practice it. You know, you never know who's going to take, who's going to notice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be proactive in communities. Like, make yeah. friends online. Like, it's not, it's not like the early 90s where you were stuck <laughs> with the town that you were in. 
go on the internet, join forums, and, you know, learn other techniques from other people. Definitely. So thank you so much for joining us, Kiranza. You're super amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. It was great to have you. Um, I'm, well, it's great to be on your podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a really fun conversation, and I hope somebody can learn from this. Yeah, you're definitely, someone's going to get inspired, and I got inspired, like, and I want to do my best now. It's like, like <laughs> I used to have second thoughts, like, oh, computer science degree, uh, but now it's like, yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah, let's do this together. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, and it's good to never give up, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, keep always striving, and if you want to change, change, like, you know, it's your life, and it's never the bad time to change. There's many pathways to a goal that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for having to, for being here, and I will see you all maybe the biweekly. So <laughs> I'll see you guys the week after the the next. All right, thank you so much for being here, Kanza. All right, bye. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs>